Warning, this episode will contain explicit content. This may be offensive to children under the age of 18. Also, this may be offensive to some adults as well. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Use the Views and Music Podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Kim. This is episode 68, and on this episode, we'll be joined by a special guest this week, Jason Roskam of the All Things Star Wars Podcast, the greatest podcast in the galaxy. This Sunday on the WWE Network is Survivor Series. With that in mind, today, Will, Scott, Kim, and Jason will be giving our top 10 wrestling theme songs. This week, we won't be going over music history and music news. We received our latest band box, and we'll talk about that next Friday, which is the day after Thanksgiving, or better known as Black Friday. Also, next week, we'll be talking about the major news from this week, which is Motley Crue is back. After blowing up their sensation of touring agreement, again, we'll talk about that next week. Now, let's get on with the show. Well, Kim, here we are. Again, our main topic, WWE Top, not W, Wrestling Top 10. And we have a special guest with us today. One half of all things Star Wars, Jason Roskam. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on. Really appreciate it. I'm really, really excited for this topic. I'm a longtime pro wrestling fan going back to the early 80s. Uh, Not so much in the last decade or so, but yeah, huge wrestling fan when I was younger. And I'm really looking forward to to doing this. And thank you again for having me on the show, guys. Oh, yeah, no problem. You're welcome. And and speaking of being a huge wrestling fan, so am I. I've been a huge fan since the 80s. I rewind a little bit. In the 70s, late 70s, we moved to Oregon. And my grandfather watched wrestling out of Portland. And on the TV screen was a baby face named Rowdy, Roddy Piper. Mm. So I got to see Piper way before WWF, before a World, World Wrestling Federation, for those people who don't know what WWF is, no. or they think it's the Wildlife Foundation. Right, right. <laughs> uh, what it was formerly called. Right. Us old school people will always call it WWF. I'm sorry. Right, yes. exactly. Right. WWF yeah. slash WWE. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I, I know in the 80s, I, a couple of times I checked out WCW, but it just didn't grasp me during the 80s. Um, WCW pretty much became a, a thing for me in the 90s, yeah. mainly about that Attitude Era. And that's probably where most of my list will come from is a lot of Attitude Era because that was, even though I was, wasn't a kid anymore, that was kind of my favorite era of being a wrestling fan as an adult. Oh yeah, and, and, same here. Yeah, the Monday Night Wars and everything oh, else. Yeah. It was that was the best time to be a wrestling fan. It was. It, it was. Oh, it was great. And the good thing about like living out on the West Coast, where because I was living in Nevada at the time, was we had WCW come on at five for their live show, and then at eight o'clock on USA was Monday Night Raw. Oh, nice. So we could watch both shows. We didn't have to, you know, flip. You know, like when Eric Bischoff said, "Oh well." Or they said, you know, don't don't worry about flipping all the other guys tonight because mankind's gonna win their title. I was like, oh heck yeah, I'm watching that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Unfortunately for me, I was over here on the East Coast. They both aired simultaneously, so it was yeah. always I'd record. Uh, it was always Nitro. I'd record on uh, VHS, right. and then I watch Raw live, and then right. I 
catch the replay of Nitro either later that night or the next day. Because I was I've always been a WWF guy, uh, tried and true. Even at the height of the NWO and everything else, yeah. I was still loyal to WWF uh, even back then. So, and then I'm I'm glad they turned it around, and obviously they ended up winning in the end. Yeah, unfortunately, took away their competition, which kind of gives us what we have today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, but yeah, I mean it's been uh, oh gosh, I mean I'll say probably good five six years since I've actually really really watched anything. But I figured, what the heck, you know, we got Survivor Survivor Series coming up. You know, month. it's gonna be well yeah. end of the month as we're recording this. We'll, we get a little <laughs> inside knowledge here of the podcasting, but. It will be when this releases. It will actually be two days from yeah. the release of this episode. Yeah, and it'll be that Sunday. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the WWE Network anymore, so I don't think I'll be watching it. And it's got nothing to do with the current product, or actually, does it? It's just too many things being paid for nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, I talked about this before. It's just. You know, the stuff adds up when it's like, okay, well, I've got my oh, yeah. subscription, my Netflix, and then uh, WWE Network, and this and that, and Amazon. It's like, where the hell did all my money go? You right, know? exactly. And then and then we're going to be adding on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, you know, obviously the reason why we, we even all know each other is because of Star Wars. Yep. You, you do a Star Wars podcast with... Your second half of Dave Martin. <laughs> my, my worst half, as I like to call Your it. Worst half. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, heck, I never have his wife over with all those pops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if she watches the YouTube stream because if she does, then he's in. Oh, man. Detroit. Right. <laughs> well, she used to. Well, yeah. She used, she used to pop in there all, every so often. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's uh, like told him to stay away. I don't know. That might be. That might be. So yeah. So we're gonna just do top ten wrestling themes. Um, Kim, you really didn't say how you got into wrestling. You're probably one of the few women who are actually into wrestling. Yeah, or was into wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, mine basically came from a friend. We it was mainly WCW when they had like Halloween Havoc. So she, her mom would pay the money and invite me out and we'd have, we'd watch Halloween Havoc. So I knew of like Sting and them on WCW more than I knew of WWF. Nice. So. So yeah, we have, definitely have a different perspective then because I know from right. my list, it's going to be dominated by WWF people. But, right. Uh, yeah. It's good to have that other perspective. It is. It is. It is. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we didn't order. I didn't order no pay-per-views back in the day, even in the 80s. Uh, my first a friend of mine had a satellite dish, and he had the old, uh, those old nice little codes to get the pay per views for free. Mm-hmm. That he and yeah. he called me up and wanted to know if I want to come out and watch uh, SummerSlam '91. That was uh, oh, nice. match made in heaven, match made in hell. That was Randy and Elizabeth getting married. Yeah, Miss Elizabeth with uh, Hulk Hogan. What was it Hogan and? Uh, it was Hogan and Warrior versus yeah, uh, yeah. Sergeant Slaughter, General Adnan, and Colonel Mustafa. Thank you. Yes, that was the match made in hell. That was a, it. Was a good pay per view uh, back then, you know? That was the night Warrior got fired. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have any knowledge of the insides of the the backstage going on, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, I've. I've heard so much stuff about Warrior, you know, really bad stuff about him. And it's like, wow, you know, and he kind of always got it. I mean, he, 
I mean, I remember, especially as I got older, watching hit some of his old matches going, how did he not blow up? Yeah. How was he not a pain in the rear to work with? Yeah. You know, and, you know, but it is what it is. But yeah, I think, we could spend the whole podcast just talking about that. Oh, right? And then we might as well just have a WWE or a wrestling podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but, huh? Ultimate Warrior would always shake the ring, too. Shake yeah, the shake the top rope, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I think what we'll do, Jason, I mean, you're obviously the guest on the show, so we'll have you start with the top with number 10. Okay. We'll go to Kim, come to me, and then I'll go to number 9, and we'll just keep doing it around the table, kind of like what you and Dave do when you guys do your top 10s on the show. Sounds great. Now, before we get started, I just want to mention the the kind of the criteria I use for this. So okay. I went with just like a lot of emotional responses, like based on my memories. Uh, I did, though, try to also choose it based on themes that really fit that character. Uh, and, and I just want you to know I agonized over this list. I ended up with a <laughs> rough draft of 30 different themes. And this was oh, just yeah. the best of all of them. Uh, and I had to whittle it down to 10. This could get changed like daily for me, but oh, yeah. this is this is the best I could come up with, uh, you know, over the couple of weeks prep that I had. So, right. um, and I had, like I said, over like 30 honorable mentions. If you want to get into those at the end, uh, that's fine. And then one other thing is I excluded any non-original music because there are a lot of wrestlers over the years who have used music that was not originally uh, produced by their respective companies. Like, okay. for example, you know, you're Randy Savage with the, uh, basically the graduation theme, as I like right. to call it. Your Ric Flair's CM Punk when you use Cult of Personality. Right. The, the King theme used by, you know, Haku, Jerry Lawler, and all those. Didn't use, didn't include any of those. These are all just original uh, okay. uh, productions. So, okay. I also mentioned that I, I'm mostly a classic person, but my number 10 is a current person on the roster, and that would be Sasha Banks's "Sky's the Limit," so nice. I I picked this for a, a few things. It it it's kind of the complete package. I think the song now again this is pre heel turn that just recently happened with right. her. So now she's got a new theme and everything else. But it, I feel like it really fit her character and it was great with her entrance. She has this very uh, choreographed entrance. It's kind of always the same every time, but it really fits and it really flows and it just kind of. Uh, it's a great representation of her and her attitude, and the song's kind of easy to listen to. And, I mean, quite frankly, uh, Sasha Banks, she kind of does something for me, too. I don't know what it is, but, uh, you know, they've the wrestling companies have had some lookers over the years, but something about Sasha Banks really uh, really does it for me. So she was my number 10. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, she's she's definitely a good-looking girl. And, I mean, what uh, Snoop Dogg, she's related to Snoop Dogg. Right, and he's right. done some of her entrances, and I think he right. sings the new entrance that she's using. Right. But I'm okay. I'm talking about her original "Sky's the right. Limit" entrance. Right. Yeah, I just want I wanted to throw that out for the fans, you know, for people listening to the show, you know, going, "Oh wow, okay, so she's a wrestler related to an artist, yeah, yeah. A music artist, you know." But yeah, Sasha Banks. Oh my gosh, yeah, she she definitely got the look. <laughs> yeah, for sure, look and the attitude. Yep. <laughs> definitely. Okay, mine, mine is actually uh, Triple H's King of Kings. The music, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, the music to it is really cool. And then some of the entrances he comes up with for like WrestleManias are just, they're awesome. I mean, yeah. he can, he can pull it off. I, I think I, him, I, yeah, I was reading something once somewhere where somebody said it's like in his contract to have the best entrance at every WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. <laughs> As a and, joke, but still, you like, you, you get the yeah. idea. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then to include Stephanie, that just makes it even better. 
Oh yeah, the one they did a couple years ago where she started yes. off with the mask on and then she uh-huh. took off and it was her. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, yep. that, that was good stuff. And yeah, his music, he, he's had several different themes over the years that have all been great. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and, and the fact that just bring that brings bring this up with Kim Keys, uses uh they use Motorhead. Yeah. Which yep. is one of his favorite bands. Yeah, so that's even cool. I mean, I know Lemmy let, let passed away a few years ago, but still to have your favorite band produce your or make your theme music oh my gosh i mean the good thing is and and uh we've kind of talked to this before we started recording was you know is even king of kings and his head of themes were all still written by jim johnston oh really even though they were performed by motorhead and everybody else yes i i actually when i started going through the apple music i started realizing that all the original versions that jim had done for demos are actually on the been released as WWE uh, releases recently. I was like, wow, I thought they were actually written by Motorhead, but come to find out they're actually written by Jim Johnston. Yeah, I can't say I'm surprised. The guy's brilliant. Oh, he's very brilliant. Yeah, he is. Anything else? Nope. All right. My number 10. Well, I know we talked about it, and Jason kind of brought it up. Yeah, I mean, there's certain ones, but I have to have it. It's 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 this guy here is I mean though it wasn't a huge WCW fan back in the day. He is the 16-time world champion. Yes, it wasn't original, but it's still Space Odyssey. It it reminds me of that Elvis Presley mix a little bit because from Elvis's uh, Aloha from Hawaii. Aloha from Hawaii. They use the uh, they use the uh, uh, they use that song, Space Odyssey. Space Odyssey. Yeah, I'm just getting all combobulated. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's why I went with it. And I, plus, I mean, crud. Rick comes out, does the struts and all that. I mean, it's just flair. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the greatest showmen in history in any any sport, any form of entertainment. I mean, the guy just, he's got that charisma and just that... Uh, that thing about him where he just owns the room whenever he walks into it and yeah just right and and you guys like do a lot of sidebars we'd like to do sometimes a little station breaks and just a station break from last night we had kenny wallace here from st louis missouri a nascar driver here at our local dirt track and while he was out there doing an interview uh our promoter said hey by the way i heard you do a great rick flair <laughs> he he starts doing the woo and then starts doing the strut nice out, out on the track so that was really cool so yeah he had a down too he had the rick flair strut down yeah, he did. yeah. but it's great we'll we go to my number nine and we'll get back to the show and stone cold steve austin oh yeah <laughs> that glass shatters that music hits he comes out with that bmf walk you know and it's just like and he's and he's talking he, he still won't even on his podcast he won't say what he's saying he, mm-hmm. won't, he still won't tell you what, the, what he ever said, but except for he just said, I'm pumping myself up. And it's like, gosh, man, he just that's and that song definitely fits Stone Cold. It yeah. just oh, yeah. he comes out and just, you know, he's going to kick somebody's ass. And, you know, the beauty of that theme. And again, for people like us who were huge fans during the Monday Night Wars, when he was at the, the height of his popularity, he was more popular than pretty much anybody at that point. Whenever he came out, you hear that glass break, the entire crowd went nuts. So right. that 
that theme, that glass breaking going into his theme in my head is always associated with pretty much everybody in that stadium on their feet just going nuts at that point. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. yeah, big, huge pops from the, like, like Jason was saying, from the audience. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Jason, number nine. Uh, are we skipping Kim? Or are we just going around the horn? I don't know how we're doing this. Round, round okay, the horn. Gotcha. All right, my number nine then. So <laughs> this is another one of those themes that I think really embodies the essence of this character. And this is Ravishing Rick Rude. Technically his second theme. His first theme was a real watered down version of this. But mm -hmm. the second theme that you heard as his main entrance through most of the 80s was, you know, the sexy saxophone, right. the, the kind of stripper music. And uh, again, it just embodied this arrogant character who also was like super fit really good uh good looking guy as far as like his his physique and everything else coming out in the robe you know kissing the ladies in the ring at the end of his matches his theme i think was just absolutely perfect for that character and <laughs> i'm a i'm a big gym guy i go to the gym a lot and yeah. i always play his theme in my head as i'm walking out <laughs> of the gym like this would be my theme music if i <laughs> if i could get away with it you know so yeah ravishing recruit technically his second theme nice uh, that's the one that most people would be familiar with but yeah right. the, the whole sexy saxophone stripper like music it was perfect for him exactly it was and again Another one has passed on, but man, Rick Rude, holy crud. He was yeah, a great. Player. Oh, yeah. And, and then and then he was kind of the first one with the airbrush tights. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he would, you know, he had his face on the tights. And it's just funny because, you know, they always want to give that to RVD or Rob Van Dam, for those people who don't know who RVD is from yeah. ECW. But Rick Rude actually did the airbrushing first. Yeah, he did. Before. Yeah. Rob, you know, Rob became known, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. And his whole feud with Jake the Snake Roberts over like oh. putting Jake's wife on his tights and all yep. that. Oh, man. Yeah. That was yeah. classic, classic stuff. Yes, sir. My turn. Jim. All right. My number nine is Chris Jericho, Break the Walls Down Again. I originally saw him on WCW when he was, we had a big attitude. <laughs> the, the Lionheart, right? That's what yeah. Yeah. So I like the theme music to him because he just he just comes out and then what he does after it, the posing and everything that goes with it. It's mm -hmm. just cool. The one thing and you're talking about Break the Walls Down, which is from WWE he, or WWF, yeah, Chris yeah. Jericho. And the one thing I remember and it, it, it'll probably stick with me for the end of time was we had that Y2K stuff coming up in the yeah, early 2000s. we did. And all of a sudden, this Y2J stuff, stuff starts showing up yes. on Raw. You're like, what the? What is this all about? And then all of a sudden, you find out it's Chris Jericho jumping ship. It was like, oh, damn. Yeah. And then, oh, you, you yeah, know, when he debuted, yeah, <laughs> when he debuted with WWF, that was one of the biggest moments of that whole era was that night he yep. debuted rock was in the ring and his countdown interrupted mm -hmm. him. And then that music kicks off crowd goes nuts. Yeah. Yep. Another great, great moment. And exactly. yeah, that, that theme music really sticks out as, as one of the, the best parts of that whole era. Yes, it does. Okay. Kim number eight. My number eight is actually the ultimate warriors entrance music unstable. Cause <laughs> Yeah, he was one of my favorite wrestlers. Was the Ultimate Warrior? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I mean, like we were saying earlier, you know, we were we were we were 
we've been talking about it, especially with Warrior, is he's gotten a bad rap because of the fact that he would run out to the ring. Yeah, oh, and yeah. You go to some of those regaining WrestleManias and the ramp. I mean, they, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were times where they, you know, they they were bringing people out, people out on carts like Andre the Giant. He didn't walk. He, he rode had a cart. Cart out. Yeah. yeah. Ran. So, yeah, he did. And then he gets yeah, and someone else was like half a mile too. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then gets to, then gets to the ring and just shakes, shakes the, the ropes. Yeah. yeah. Dude, no wonder what by the time you know five minutes in the match, he's like, <laughs> looks like about yeah. to die. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, as far as the song goes, yo, my gosh, yeah, that was. I mean, it fit perfectly because the way he ran in, yeah, and the way he shaped the ropes. But yeah, I yeah. agree with that one. Great choice. Yeah, my number eight, heart attack. Brett the Hitman Hart. Oh, yeah. That I mean, that, again, you know, we're talking back with Stone Cold, and that glass hits, same thing with Bret Hart. That note hits from that, you know, that guitar, and you know, the crowd jumps up, they pop, they're screaming because they know who's coming out. You know, even when he's a hill, he still got the pops for it, yeah. and it's like, wow. But, yeah, I mean, and I know, like, uh, like currently, Natalia uses part of it in hers, but, you know, and that's part of the reason why I didn't choose hers because here's the original. Yeah. And even yeah. when, you know, the, the Hart Foundation was using the, the original version of that, it was right. still yeah. good. But then, yeah, the, the Bret Hart solo career version of that, the heart attack, yeah. when it starts with that, that high note on the guitar. Yeah. And then yep. goes right into it. Yeah. Great. Exactly. Okay. Jason, number eight. All right, my number eight. This one was tough. Like this could have been much higher <laughs> on the list, uh, but I mean, I had to, I had to prioritize. So right. I'm a little sad. This is as low as it is because <laughs> it probably deserves to be higher. But this is Golden from Gold Dust, his original oh. theme. Oh yeah. Oh man, you talk about just a beautiful piece of music. Just and again, embodies that character that that. Gold Dust when he debuted, I think it was in what 95, 96 time frame. Right. Uh, you know, such a such a bizarre character. You know, the, the allegedly from Hollywood, but he's got the gold painted face and the robe and everything else, and just the music fit perfectly with the entire package. And this was another Jim Johnston piece. Yeah. And just man, I could listen to this by itself, not even associated with you know any kind of wrestling or anything else. Just an yeah. awesome, awesome piece of music. Exactly, but the thing is, when that hits, you knew who was coming out. Oh yeah, you did. You, know, you didn't have to be looking at the screen to see the the twenty four karat no entrance or nothing like that. You heard that music, you automatically knew it was Goldust coming out. Oh yeah. And of course, we talk about a career in a character. You know, most of the time these guys they'll have a character for a while, go away, and come back with someone new. But Dustin Rhodes, I mean, that's who played Goldust. He carried that. All the way through his WWE, WWF, WWE career. Yeah, he did. And he's even carried it a little bit into current AEW, where yep. he still paints part of his face. And he's yeah. got this, you know, even though it's not gold anymore, it's red, but he still carries oh, yeah. that with him. Oh, which yeah. Is why I love it. You know? Yeah. And, and I mean, Kim is a WCW person. I'm sure you remember when he was wrestling there as Dustin yeah. Rhodes. You know, yes. a kind of kind of a bland character, honestly. Just you know, Dusty Rhodes' kid, and, and he really didn't have any like hook until he became Goldust, and that's where he yeah. kind of found himself. And you know, exactly. again, he's been doing that for twenty something years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, and 
you know, like you're saying, Dusty Rhodes, you know, being the Dusty, Dusty's son. And yeah, when he was in WCW, it was pretty much, oh, you're just yeah. your dad. Yeah. You know, you're, 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 you're your father's son or, you know, mm-hmm. and we'll make you just like him. Yeah, that's that's and what it was. Like you said, you know, we come over to WWF and they gave him that gold dust character. You know, I'm, I think I've even heard him say he didn't know what to do with it. You know what I'm saying? He was like, I don't know what we're going to do. But then he made it into what it became. And, you know, I mean, and how many, and you look over that 20 year career and yeah. how many times he changed that character. Oh, numerous. You but know, it was he, still it went the same from thing. being this, you know, being serious at first. And then he went huh. to a, like a little jokester for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he went back to being serious. serious and, yeah. and the fact that Dustin, I mean, and you watch his career over that time period, you watch the man himself lose so much weight. Yeah. And become this. I mean, not, I don't mean like a phenom, like, undertaker but he becomes a fit person yeah and it's just amazing to see that kind of dedication that he had for the wrestling business but that's a great one yeah that one definitely could be higher yeah uh, yeah it was yeah. it was like i said it was tough ranking it but uh oh yeah, yeah that's that's where it landed i know and that's that was the thing like me i mean you know talking about honorable mentions i mean that is one of those ones where i'm like uh what do I take out? What do I put, you know? And yeah, it, it's hard. Yeah. My turn. <laughs> yeah. I love how you're so nervous all of a sudden. Like, we get okay. Jason on the show, you're just nervous. Okay. So this one, I kind of knew him before the WCW, before WCW. And oh, you'll... Wait, wait, wait. What are we on? Number... Seven. Oh, well, hey. It's... Yeah. So Jason's supposed to give seven. That's why I said me. Because you were looking at me, I was going. I thought it was Jason's turn. Oh my gosh! I have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> All right, yeah. So we're doing my seven. You're seven now. All yeah. right, my seven. This is the only other. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this is the only other current modern theme on here. But it is the Rising Sun, Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh. This is another really powerful theme. One that's. A, I associate this a lot with the crowd reaction too, especially going back to his NXT days, you know, where the crowd would kind of like sing along with the the violin, but yeah, really, really powerful stuff. And you don't see violin too much in any of these themes. Um, No. And, you know, he's actually had some really good entrances where he's had like a live violinist and everything playing along with him. But yeah, his theme, very powerful, very, very cool theme. I think it again, fits with his character, but especially the way the crowd reacts to it. Uh, mostly back in the NXT days. I don't think it, when he made it to the main roster, they, they did it nearly as much. But uh, yeah, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, very, very cool interest music. The yeah, I mean, and just speaking of that live violin, um, I know just a few years ago, uh, I can't remember which WrestleMania, but just last couple of years, he actually had Anita Strauss from Alice Cooper Band play that song on electric guitar yeah. oh nice the beginning of that and that was it was it was cool that way but yeah that that viol- i mean as soon as that violin starts you know who's coming out oh yeah just, you do you know and then like you said you know back in nxt yeah the fans were just yeah. seeing it with them with the song and then as you come up like again up to the main roster they will do it here and there but they don't do it all the time yeah mm-hmm. and but yeah that's Oh. That's a definitely a good one. I, yeah. And that, that's the problem, like, you know, that you have in years of watching wrestling and knowing all these different theme music or theme songs, it's really hard to really come up with a top <laughs> 10. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, this is tough. This is really tough. Yes. Okay, Kim. Now, number now seven. Now, my seven. 
<laughs> okay. This one is actually Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth's <laughs> entrance music, Palms and Circumstance, only because when they entered, they were both had the attitude of sophisticated and lived the sophisticated life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially the way they dressed Miss Elizabeth every time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh. And the, the way Randy presented his character, no, no matter when okay. he was a face or a heel, right. yeah. he always had sort of this air of, you know, arrogance about him where he knew yeah. he was better than everybody else. Oh, yeah. And then having his, you know, like you're saying, his real wife i mean heck they were married forever and we didn't know it yeah you know the days of kayfabe you know unfortunately kayfabe went away and that's why we have kind of like a the lot current of, right we have yeah. today but we didn't know that they were really married no i and, just thought she was his manager right yeah and and i mean really when it comes down to it miss elizabeth was the first female sex symbol of wrestling yeah mm-hmm. she was because when you look back to all the other one you know even uh, Wendy Richter and Lakani. Look, oh my gosh, I can't remember her name. The Kai lady from WrestleMania One, and they weren't really sexy women. No, right. That were wrestling. You know, it was your managers. You know, your managers were the sex symbols. Yeah, and they that's were. what Miss Elizabeth became. And that's, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, and again, to go back to your original point, Kim, you know, she did it in a very elegant way. You know, she did. Like, you know, she was very. Um, I don't want to say like conservative, but just very. Uh, I say royal. The word escapes me. Yeah, yeah, very royal. Royal. Yeah. Yes. I mean, because those those gowns were were, they were full body. Yeah. All the way down to the floor, and you know sequins. I mean, I'm sure they probably were cheap, really, really cheap. But maybe not. You know, I'm, you know, maybe money that her and Randy threw into it. Maybe they, you know, we know Rick Flair's robes cost over some cost over ten thousand dollars. <laughs> but yeah so but yeah i mean like i mean you know it it is pop and circumstance which okay you know everybody know but everybody regardless of like jason said regardless of heel or baby face they popped they did yeah the the crowd said all right we know you know we know who it is we know who this is you know, and 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 the beauty of that was too. Whenever Randy would go to a different organization, when when he went to WCW, he was still allowed to use it because it was right. not you know owned by right. WWF. So he still got right. to carry it over. Exactly. As opposed to like most people, when they jump ship from one organization to the other, they can't keep their theme music. Yeah. Right. At least back in the day, they couldn't. Right. Exactly. That is for sure. All right. My okay. My number seven is going to be is kind of it's probably my only WC my second WCW one. And WCW problem with their instruments music, especially back in the Attitude Era, was they were literally stealing songs. They were taking mainstream songs and using them until they either got told to stop using them or they kept them. And this one will always resonate with me because when it started, it comes up, you hear the self high five. Yes. And then it goes into uh smells like Teen Spirit song, and you're like, okay, this is DDP. Mm-hmm. And yeah, open- that opening guitar riff almost exactly. identical to the opening of Teen Spirit. Yeah. The, the funny part of it is we were just checking that out a couple days ago. Yeah, we and were. I played the self high five on YouTube, turned around and played Teen Spirit off, off of iTunes, 
because we had the CD, and it's like, oh my gosh, it, it's exact. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, you know, I, I, I listened to uh, 83 Weeks with uh, Conrad Thompson and Eric Bischoff mm-hmm. on their podcast, on that podcast. And Eric has flat said, you know, yeah, we just didn't care. We used yeah. it until they told us not to use it. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, I can't blame him because if you listen to some of their other themes, like hopefully uh, like this one isn't on either of your lists, but okay. uh, like you listen to some of their like late 80s, early 90s themes, they were terrible. They were like the Sting one. The, right. the oh, ladies yeah. sing it, the man call Sting, you know? And it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or even when Hogan came over um, yeah. and they like did that American Made song or whatever, and it was that same right. lady singing that. It's like, ugh. It just doesn't seem right, you know. No. Right, right. So, yeah, they they did not have it in the music department. But yeah, that one made. I mean, being at home, that one made. I mean, that was you know, it's kind of like Stone Cold. And yeah, I know I got a little higher than Stone Cold, but that's because it is is a tough list. Yeah. You know, you're like, you know, okay, well, when Susan came out, I mean, I went, I was doing this at home. You know, I was <laughs> yeah. popping the diamond cutter. Yep. You know, waiting for it and come then when DDP at the same time, bang. You know, I'm at my mom. You know. Live with my mom and dad at the time. They're coming right. The hell are you doing down here? Nothing. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, just Nothing recently, to see here. Right. I just recently got divorced and things weren't working the way I needed it to work. And, you know, I went back home for a bit and got a chance to see all this attitude era and fell in love with wrestling again. Oh, yeah. But so my numbers. Wait, yeah, my number six. Yeah, you're all right. right. Now, this one here, I'm expecting Kim is probably going to freak out because this one, like Jason was saying earlier, this could definitely should be higher. Uh, definitely be higher on my list, but it's not because there's so much other good songs above it that, that resonate or resonate with me with memory and on my fandom of wrestling. And this one here is you had this person earlier at number 10 mine is the game yes by, again by motorhead yes triple h you know that guitar chord hits Bong. oh yeah you knew you know it's like oh my gosh i remember i remember after he left dx and he got his first one and it was like is this on and it does all this yeah and that was a good one too but then he got this one and it just resonated with you know Time to play the game. game. Yeah. JR gave him the game title. JR called J- Jim Ross called him the cerebral assassin. Yeah, he did. Like, oh my gosh. This oh, song yeah. fit him. And he comes comes walking out, out down the ring, pours the bottle of water over his head. Yeah. Gets up on the rope, drinks a little bit, spits it up yeah. in the air. Yeah. This is like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh yeah. This one here, it. I'm shocked. I'm sure she's probably going, I can't believe it's not like three or something because <laughs> I am actually. Because yeah. when it comes to Triple H music, you know, again, I love pretty much everything they've done with for him because everything has fit him perfectly. Yes, it has. So that's m- my number six. Yeah, another great choice. Jason's number six. All right. So this is my only WCW theme on this list. <laughs> and this is uh, the NWO theme. Nice. So, yeah. you know, it's 
I mean, you think about that time, the Monday Night Wars, obviously it all started with the NWO. That's what really made everything else explode. And quite frankly, the NWO theme might as well have just been the entrance theme to Monday Nitro for the better part of two years, because right. every single episode of Nitro always opened with the NWO theme and, you know, anywhere from three to 20 guys all walk into the ring in their NWO <laughs> shirts and everything else. Um, yeah, it was uh, a very iconic. I mean, the music itself, pretty basic it's you know obviously a lot of people make the joke it's like a porno music you know like a 70s porno right. music theme i re even remember once watching and you know it was when they had their roster was huge and um they had all the people in the ring taking turns talking and then they were all done and scott hall leans in and goes all right hit the porno music and then you know the nwo <laughs> theme hits and then they all leave but yeah i mean it, when you just talk about iconic it, yeah. the nwo theme is right up there because it's it you know, oh, yeah. if it wasn't for them and if it wasn't for that NWO, wrestling never would have blown up and it might not even exist today. Uh, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, true. that yeah. is very, very true. So, I mean, despite the fact that I was always a loyal WWF guy, I don't, you know, dispute their their place in all of this. And, you know, it was it was a fun theme too. like the, the NWO was a fun thing to follow and their music was just part of that whole package. Right. And and, and man, when they come out with that Wolfpack one. Then they had a second song, the Red and Black, and they had that song Wolfpack. And that became, uh, compared to the two, I like that one more, but you can't have that one without having the original. Having yeah. the original. The original NWO that's started everything. But yeah, I, oh, remember, yeah. I remember, those, remember that. I remember it. I hadn't been watching WCW yet, but buddy, buddy of mine lived with, he loved WCW, so he, oh, let's watch it. Oh, okay, you know. Looks, turns it over there, and that was the first night Scott Hall was coming through the crowd. Oh, oh yeah. I'm <laughs> looking at this going, that's Razor Ramon. Yeah. yeah. What is he doing on this show? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, hey, yo, you know who I am. Dude, you know why I'm here. here. I'm thinking, yeah. okay, does WWF just invade WCW? Oh, yeah. So that got, you know, of course, now I'm waiting to find out who the next, who the big guy is or he's talking about. and. Yeah, you know, that was then, the start. Yep, and then the Nash showed up. Began. Yep, Nash showed up, and then they didn't have a third. And I, of course, we didn't get the pay per view to find out. Waiting for that Monday night Nitro after uh, Bash at the Beach, and found out the third was Hulk Hogan. Went, he's a heel. Mm -hmm. He's a bad guy. <laughs> Whoa, that was like mind blown, you know. But yeah, yeah, the whole attitude here doesn't start without the NWO. That's right, Kim. All right. My number six, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, lost the spot here. Okay, my number six is actually from a mo from a wrestler that wrestles today, and it's Celtic Invasion Becky Lynch's Ooh. Becky Lynch's entrance music. I like it because it ha I too like classical music, and it kind of has that classical musical feel to it. Mm -hmm. So I that's why I'm drawn to that particular entrance music for her. <laughs> Yeah. Same time, you admit it hits and it comes out. You know, you know it's Becky Lynch. Yeah. No, and the crowd reacts. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, I know she's got the whole man, the man, I'm the man, or whatever the heck. It's I'm the man now, but the man, and it's like okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, when that music hits, you know who's coming out. Oh yeah, you do. She's, you know, it's got it's got a bit of attitude in that song. Yes, it does. She's got attitude when she, she comes does. to the ring. She does. She does have attitude when she comes to the ring, and she can show it in the ring, too. Mm -hmm. 
So my yeah. number. Oh, my, go ahead, Jason. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying, like, I, I, I like your choice. Like, I, I like her as a character. And yeah, the, the theme music's really good. All right. Number five. Okay, my number five. Top five. Yay! The top five now. <laughs> my number five is actually Charlotte Flair's recognition. Ooh. She's that was another, close. That was close to making my list. She's another one that you know who that music belongs to. You know she has the attitude to back it up in the ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, they keep they, they they need to keep her heel all they the do because she makes Don't. a better heel than she does a baby no. face. Oh yeah. It's the same thing like with Chris Jericho. Yeah. Now, he is a better heel, heel than, than he every, ever face. was a baby face. Yeah. And yeah, if they keep her heel, yeah, that song, I mean, and probably the reason why I don't have like that one on my list is because I go back to, okay, and then because I have number 10 on there, which is Ric Flair's original, because it does have part of that <laughs> Space Odyssey <laughs> in there. So, which I love because it pays homage to her father. Yes. Like, you know, it pays homage to her as a character as who she is and who's you know who she's related to yeah and then of course she comes out with the robes oh yeah she comes out with the fancy robes and everything and yeah yeah and that's the thing you know she was definitely uh you know she's definitely her father's daughter you know she's got that charisma level she's got the skill on the ring she's got the great entrance yeah she's she's great and yeah i that her theme music was very close to making my top 10 unfortunately it was a last minute cut right exactly uh, let's see. All right, my number five. Now this is, a, this song was released, not as a theme song while this character, this man was in WWF or WWE. I mean, but he's using it now on AEW, and that is Judas by Chris Jericho, written and performed by his band Fozzy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it that song works so well for his current heel arrogant attitude that he's possesses with his when he's a heel oh yeah he's he's always just you know he is a he is just a judas yeah and that so that is the only really new one i have on my list as far as really new new yes <laughs> that, but again he was still with wwe when he when that album was released by fozzy but i know when i first turned tuned into the first night of uh AEW. I've been watching it, I've been recording, watching it here and there. And every time he comes out and that song's playing, I'm just like, Yeah, this is definitely you. And, and, it, and it's back to you, like you had. Yeah. It's right along with that break the walls down one. Oh yeah. Both those songs in 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 case Chris who Chris Jericho was. Is. Yeah. It is. You know, and that to, you know, you usually get that once. Maybe twice. I mean, Triple H has gotten it three times. Yeah, he does. Yeah, about, four, he about four times, probably. And, you know, but not everybody can have that many attempts at different songs that will fit them. That's yeah. true. You know, and, and, you know, yeah, Jericho's one of those unique cases, too, where he's, in addition to being a pro wrestler, he's also a musician, an artist. Right. And he, I, is there anybody else out there who's actually been able to do their own theme music as part of their, you know, their band that's also uh, part of their repertoire i guess like i can't think of anybody else who's actually i know other people sang their own songs right but uh yeah like it's like his whole band like his whole side thing that he's got going right. on exactly yeah so, i think this is the first time a whole band has been uh used as his as theme music yeah, yeah. so i mean that's really good yep jason number five wait a minute. all right yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> so my number five, this is Degeneration X, their original yes. theme. So, uh, I mean, this was kind of WWF's answer to the NWO at the time yeah. with a lot more attitude, obviously, a lot more off the cuff. And when I was watching wrestling in the late 90s, huge DX fan. If you look at any picture of me from like 97 to 99, in any picture of me, I'm always doing like the DX cross chop. Yep. So, like it could be anything. It could be a family photo, me with my arm around my brother going, eh, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I was all about DX and that first theme of theirs, uh, phenomenal. And it's just, again, embodied that group, the uh, just the, the, no F's given attitude. Oh, yeah. and, and you know, it also, it was kind of indicative of the, the music at the time because at the late nineties, that's when you were starting to get into a lot of this alt rock kind of slash kind of rap music type of mm -hmm. thing going on with you, like your lip biscuits and, and you know, your, uh, some of your other bands like that. So this was really kind of a reflection of the music at the time, in addition to being a good embodiment of that group, the Degeneration X. Yes. And yeah. as an honorable mention and a sidebar on that, I really liked the Run DMC version that they did a couple of years later, the Kings of Rock. I thought that was really cool yep. too. But I mean, I got to go with the original on this. Right, one. right. Exactly. And just, uh, I'll just throw it out there now because you brought it up is that's actually my number three. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. I, I is I, it's probably one it's one of those songs that I still listen to today. Yeah, I'll I'll pop it on it or or even if you know I'll pop it on and the first thing I'll do I'll just pop my arms up and yes. come down with try I still do cross chop every so often. Yes, you yeah. do. You know? <laughs> and you know when they first started, it was uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, China, and Rick Rude, yep. and it's just like as it grew and like even like sean said you know i was after a while you know when he came back he said i was dx before dx was cool and that is true and i was into dx before dx was cool mm -hmm. because i was into the you know the rule i mean, it was in that age bracket even though i was an adult i still didn't want to conform to the rules yeah i was still against rules so these guys really came to me and like oh yeah this is my group kind of like i you know just like you're talking about with even the nwo same thing rule breakers yeah anti-authority you know right anti-authority and then the same way i fell in for steel stone cold steve austin yep. yeah you know because i didn't know vince i thought vincent man was nothing but a freaking commentator not the owner <laughs> for yep. years you know but yeah so yeah my number three is actually dx so oh, okay and yeah I, and like jason was saying you know and I did struggle with Tina Rocks uh -huh. because, again, I love it when that came out with Run DMC. It was a really cool song. Well, yeah. But again, if you're going to go with it, you got to go with the original. The original started it all. Yes, it did. Without the original, you don't have the next one. That's right. Okay, Kim. <laughs> so my number four. Yep. My number four is actually another, actually one of my top favorite wrestlers of the time. And it's Hulk Hogan's I'm a Real American. I mean, it's just, it's an American song. <laughs> I mean, he, he came out to it and you knew it was him. He, he said, I'm the real American. I'm the one you want. And I mean, he, it was just an awesome song for him at the time. And that's oh, always yeah. actually, that's always actually written by Rick Derringer. Really? Who came out in WrestleMania one with Cindy Lauper? Oh, okay. So it's kind of ironic. Yeah. You know? But yeah, that 
I mean, Hulk Hogan is, you know, original Hulk Hogan, the red and yellow. Oh, yeah, that's, that the, is the, that's the one. That is the American Hulk Hogan. Yes, the you red know, and yellow. I mean, if you really want to get into it, you know, you go after, like, who has been the embodiment of Americana or America. It has been Hulk Hogan and Dusty Rhodes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, both you know, of them. You had Dusty more of, a, of the working man. Yeah, the blue-collar working man, yeah. And yep. Hulk Hogan was that ultimate patriot yeah i think that's why a lot of fans my age who tuned into wcw and seen him turn were like up yours but we're pissed you know i mean if you remember those fans those fans were throwing garbage into the ring yeah he yeah they were because yeah i remember that turn yeah and it had an impact yeah it did and i know again you know hearing eric eric bishop talk about it he struggled getting Hulk to even go with that. Yeah. yeah. Because that's who he was because he he lived and breathed that character. Yeah, yeah he did. was that character. And yeah, the, the, you listen to the lyrics of the song and it's pretty yep. much everything that he, that that character was. Right. You know, the yeah. real American fights for his friends and just everything else. It's, yeah, it, it doesn't get much better than that. No. And you talk about most memorable wrestling theme songs. That's probably one of the, yep. the top, if not the top one. Right. Yes. My three uh, now. Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't. Uh, know. I haven't Wait. done my four yet. So, okay, so oh, we're sorry. still on four. Jason. Okay, my bad. <laughs> All right. Oh, hey, I got me done my four. Okay, never mind. Wow, none of us have done four. No, I'm the only one. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's why I asked if you want me. All right. To well, my number four here is another artist who has done his own. And sorry, Bronco Fit, but this is not number one. Sorry, it won't be. But, and really, I should have went with this guy's very first one he had. But this one speaks for this wrestler at the time when he went with the song. And that is, the time is now John Cena. Oh. All right. Yeah, I didn't even think about him when I was talking earlier about Jericho <laughs> doing his own theme music. Oh, yeah, well, I guess Cena did his too. Right. But, but, but you're talking, I mean, Jericho is with a band versus, you know, John Cena, you know, as a rapper. Yeah, uh, and they and don't and they don't use you know they use mixes and they use you know samples and stuff. So they don't they don't really use a band. So yeah. I mean, really, you you weren't you weren't wrong in what you said because Fozzie is a full band. Yeah, right? and they are. Where you know John Cena gets with a couple of buddies and they and they go record yes. these songs. But yeah, I mean, my time is now, and it it embodies John John Cena. You know, and and it, it grabbed because when it came out, it was during his. Right after the ba- after the basic of economics, which is his yes. first song, but he was still wearing the wearing the, the chain. chains and stuff. Yeah. Had the spinner belts. I mean, crud. Somewhere back in that bedroom, I have a replica, a necklace of of the spinner belt. Yes, that you I do. At one at a house show from in the early two thousands. That is so, a, that's interesting that you have it there. I'll I'll tell you later why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's very interesting. Okay. You'll you'll have to but, fill me out on the details later. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no. Because I mean, I didn't get to see first live wrestling until 2005. Well, yeah, that's when you and went to the house show. No, that's when I went to the taping of SmackDown. Oh, the taping my of SmackDown. First, my first ever going to a WWE event or WWF WWE event was SmackDown. It was on a Tuesday night. We went for the taping, and I was in. I was in. I mean, we got our seats. We're eight rows from the ring, from ringside on the floor, and I'm just going, "Oh my gosh!" They had the big fist coming out, and it was like, 
I can't believe we're on that. I can't believe I'm here. Yeah. You know, that was my first taste of live wrestling. wrestling. Can, uh, yeah. If we could take a quick station break, I actually sure. have a, a funny live story. Well, not funny, but one that kind of reaches Go back ahead. to one of Kim's choices. And that was, uh, I saw a live show here in Philadelphia. I think it was exactly a week after Chris Jericho debuted on Raw, you know, the, the whole big thing. And I was not expecting to see him at all at the Philly show. But we sit down, show's about to start, lights go out. The show starts with his theme music. And it's nice. out him out there standing in the ring doing his pose. And he goes on this long diatribe about Philadelphia and telling us how we're all stupid and everything else. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he started the show and a week into his tenure in the WWF. And he, he started off on this live show in Philly, like a week after his debut. So that was really nice. awesome. So, you know, you talk about live shows and experiences. Oh, that yeah. Fun. And that, that was like, and, you know, just to bounce off that while we're still in the station break. Is after that I got to see uh, another SmackDown live show because we when we, we when we went to SmackDown, Taker wasn't there. Mm. Taker had just gotten supposedly burned up by Randy Orton. Yeah. And the week before, or just before the week before that, Randy Orton had actually come to Reno for autographs, and I went stood in line and got his autograph just because yep. I mean he was a nice guy he talked to and he. You know, some people were being dicks and, you know, how can you do that to Undertaker? I'm like, are you really that stupid? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you really think Undertaker burned up? Uh, no, by then, by then, I understood the wrestling business and knew how this stuff worked. I was like, man. And this, you know, this person was like older, older than me. Oh, man. <laughs> like, how do you not understand how this stuff yeah. works? But, uh, no. But the best one for me was going to a Raw House show. Shawn Michaels didn't show up, but Triple H came out. And did the whole DX opening. Are you ready? You know, all that stuff. And then we mm-hmm. got to the point where it says, millions watching at home. Goes, oh, wait a minute. No, there is no one watching at home. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> nice. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, that, that was my experience with wrestling. Yeah. And, but yeah, back to back to the show, John, John Cena number four with my time is now. And it, you know, I mean, the song describes what he wanted to do to everybody. Yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> That did. All right, Jason, number four. My number four. Okay, this is an interesting one because this is one of the, the times where the WWF, they actually repurposed a theme music. Used it originally for one character, didn't quite work out for whatever reason, and then they used it for another character, and it actually blew up with the second character. Now, when I first took note of this was when it was originally used, and it became one of my favorite themes uh, right away, but this character didn't last very long. But luckily, it was repurposed from the Patriot to Kurt Angle. And that was the Kurt Angle entrance music. Uh, but yeah, it's it started off as the Patriots in the, the mid-90s when he had his very brief tenure with the WWF. And it was, you know, I, again, I thought it was a great piece of music, very kind of patriotic sounding. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, things didn't work out with the Patriot. He had a whole slew of issues and injuries and stuff. But Kurt Angle came in not long after he left and took over the music, which then... It sort of took on a life of its own when he was a heel. <coughs> Sorry. And the, uh, you know, the crowd would do the you suck chance and all that. But <laughs> you suck. <laughs> you suck. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not a real big fan of that part of it, but I think the music itself, if you just you know put on a set of headphones and you just listen to it from the beginning, yeah. I think it's a great piece of music. And it's been one of my favorites over the years. And again, yes. I, I liked it before it was cool. So yeah. back when it was being used by the Patriot before uh, Kurt Angle. So that was oh. my number four. Nice. Yeah, and they actually uh uh after Kurt Angle died, they they na- named it metal. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Like like gold medal, like his. Right. Uh, right. Okay. Right, and that and that's the cool part is like I think because Kurt Angle is a first ever gold was a first ever gold medalist to ever come into professional wrestling. Yeah. He, which yeah. is really cool. You know, and, yeah, because I think he won the gold medal in Atlanta. Yeah, I think it was Atlanta. The 94. La- 90, <laughs> yeah, the 94 Atlantic Atlanta Summer Games. Right. And yep. yeah, I mean, that song, I mean, yeah, I don't think I remember the Patriot very much, but yeah, I definitely remember, you know, remember Kurt Angle. And, you know, and the funny part was when he just came back uh, to do the Hall of Fame stuff a few years ago, they started playing that song. And as soon as they started doing the You Suck, he's all, don't yeah. get them to do it, you know, because now he's he's paying homage to it, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But but the speak off of that is when they did their WWE Originals album, he came out and actually sang a song. I don't suck. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So Kim, what number are we on? Oh four. Oh wait. Oh Jason, number three. Three. Oh, my number three. Okay. So this one's already been talked about, but I figure I'll talk about it a little bit too because I have some notes, and that would be Hulk Hogan's Real American. <laughs> So for me, it's kind of funny because I was never a big Hulk Hogan fan originally. Like I was always sort of the the anti-authority thing that we talked about before. I always was more of a fan of the heels. I think my first pay-per-view that I ever watched was WrestleMania four when Savage won the title. And, you know, I really liked this guy because yeah, he was a face at the time, but he kind of had a hard edge to him. And I had heard the stories about him bashing Ricky Steamboat in the throat with a ring bell and things like that. I'm like, yeah, I like that guy. Uh, and, you know, I've always gravitated more towards the heel type character. So, you know, when Hogan would do his whole babyface shtick, I was like never like really that into it. But you can't deny the, <laughs> you know, like we talked about already, like how important this is to that character, to wrestling at the time uh, and everything else. And I, I gained a lot more respect for Hogan when he did go to the NWO and had that heel turn and everything else. And now every time I hear his theme, when he comes back to make an appearance for uh, WWE, you know, it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, and it, right. it's always associated with a big crab pop too. As soon oh, as yeah. you hear that, da, 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 you know, they go nuts and yeah, another great theme that we already talked about. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I'm a real American. Yep. Fight for rights of every man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it is a very good song. Yeah. All right. Kim, three. Three? My number three is actually Randy Orton's voices. Oh, I hear oh, voices in my head. That just so fits him. <laughs> it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I'll, I'll tell you why I think it really fits him. Well, I just think it does because just the movement in his ring in the ring. I mean, his most his most signature move, the RKO out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, you don't see it coming when he's doing the moves in the ring. Right. Okay. The reason why that fits him so so well is because you know I hear voices in my head. They talk to me. Right. Is you go back to Evolution. Okay. When he won the World Heavyweight Title, and he's on. Batista's shoulders. Oh. And Triple H is like this, looking at him with thumbs up and then dumps him. And as soon as he dumps him, Batista drops him. Oh, wow. So right there, his whole trusting yeah. thing went gone. So that voices in my head that worked perfect for him. Yeah. You want my number two now? No. Okay. Just, no, because already we're going to talk about what my number three was, but again, it was <laughs> it was break it down DX. I mean, again, it's just one of those songs yeah. where, are you ready? As soon as that hits, you know what the hell's coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah, you do. 
know, nowadays, I mean, they're so over, it's not even funny. Yeah. But back in the original, when they first were there, man, I mean, you know, they got the little windshield wipers on when Sergeant Slaughter was talking to us, he's spitting all over them. And Sean's sticking the Canadian flag up his uh, yeah. nose. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. you know, and, and that's the thing, too. Like, they, their entrance music and everything else, that was the first thing where the Titantron was also a big part of this whole right. thing. Like, the, what was going on on the Titantron during the music, because it would start off, are you ready? You'd see the little doot doot. You know yep. the, the the sound wave and everything, and then it would do the whole the the police running and the uh-huh. people running into the fence and yeah, the Titantron was a big part of that whole package with with DX. It was, it was. But yeah, that's my number three. All right, so you ever get three? No, Jason hasn't given us three right. yet. Yep. It's his turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's my two now. Oh yeah. Wait, All wait, right. Wait. Yes. Wait. Are, we, are we at two? Yeah, because I've already done my three. My three was home. Yeah. This is this is how this rolls on the on this show is we (laughs) get to the end of the scene, we forget where the heck we're at and who the heck just did what even when it's just the two of us. Yes, that's true. Yeah, go ahead. Do number two. So you add a third person to the mix and it just everything goes to chaos. But (laughs) my number three, this is a a a wrestler who's had a multitude of themes over the years. And, And you could pick from several of these which one was their best, but I have to go with undertaker's third theme titled grim reaper and this was his theme from 94 to 96 it was you know one of the many variants on his entrance music with kind of the funeral and the you know the organ and everything but it was his third theme the one entitled grim reaper which i think is by far his best and it is one of the best pieces of entrance music ever made for any wrestler and again you talk about his character and everything else um yeah it was it was phenomenal Exactly. Yeah. Now my two. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go number two. This is why I said it was interesting because my number two actually mirrors one of yours, and that is the scene as my time is now. Okay. Well, you you'll make Bronco Fett happier. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I said it was interesting is because it was one of the few that on our list that mirrored each other, yeah. and for the same reason that you picked it, I picked it because of the he has the attitude for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, and then back off of what Jason was just talking about with number two. Mine is the original Undertaker theme Ooh, music. Okay. And the reason why is I remember, I remember when he debuted. I heard that gong. I'm like, what the hell is this? All of a sudden, this dude comes walking out, and I'm like, is he alive? You know, and then he gets in the ring, does his wrestling moves, and he's still not sweating. I'm like, what the? Okay, I'm confused. Is he well, really alive or dead? You know, well, and, he, and that was the thing. Like, he captivated everybody from the moment he Oh, yeah. Him. Yeah, and then, and then after that, every time that gong hits, and it still happens to this, to this day, I get goosebumps. My hair is standing up on my arm. That gong, and bong, like, Oh gosh, it's Undertaker. You know, and oh, yeah. I yeah, and it doesn't, I mean, regardless of what version he's had, it all I mean, even even roll into the, the main attitude era where he switched over to uh with Limp Biscuit with Rolling and or uh Kid Rock, Ameri- he had a Kid Rock theme. All American badass with Kid yeah. Rock, you know, and still, you know, it it he's always cap it his music's captivated that character. The character yeah. of what he's got that character doing, you know, and we're you know talking about you know when we we're talking about Goldust earlier, 
The same thing with Undertaker. Yeah. Look how oh, much yeah. he has changed that character over the years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And stayed relevant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and he is definitely a, like Goldust was, a long-time WWE, WWF, WWE performer. Yeah. You know, he, he did start out in WCW, but not as The Undertaker. Come over to WWE and yeah, now look at him now. Same thing like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, yeah. He started over to WCW, went to ECW yeah. for a bit, come back over, over to WWF, and look at his, look at him. Yeah. You know, these guys built themselves up to become these bit, you know, immortal. I mean, go with Hulk Hogan, immortal, because you think, you know, everybody says, oh, what's your Mount Rushmore of wrestling? I can't, I, I mean, I, yeah. I I would put Hogan on there. I would put Stone Cold on there. And then I'd have to really think about it. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, I would think Taker would have to be on there, though, just because yeah, of everything yeah. he's done exactly. and as long as he's been doing this. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so then you still got that fourth one. It's like, uh, who do you choose? You yeah. Know? And that's why most people, when they do try to do, well, you know, they try to do their Mount Rushmore and they can't do it because. You know, some of you guys, some of these guys who have been around, you know, like with the earlier guys, Luthes and all them, and it's like, well, heck, I've never seen those guys wrestle, so I can't tell you if they're any good or not. But you know, and that's why everybody's Mount Rushmore would be different because it's from generations. Yeah. Yep. When wrestling. Yeah. All righty. Number one. Yes. We're at number one now. You've had my number one. Jason had my number one. <laughs> this is my number one. Real American Hulk Hogan. Nice. It, when I first started, like I said, I watched wrestling with my grandfather. But when I started watching WWF, Hogan, it, he, he was that guy that I went to. And it was like, I like this guy. All my friends liked him. So we were just into this big, huge baby face. You know, and, he's, and when he got beat up, it's like, no. I mean, then, you know, we all became Hulkamaniacs, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just, it was one of those things as a kid, teenager, you, I mean, you believe this guy, you know, eat, you know, vitamins, workout, do all this stuff. You didn't realize the vitamins were actually steroids, but hey, you know, <laughs> you find that stuff out later in life. But yes. yeah. still, for me, the song that sticks with me the most, and I still get a big smile, I pop for to this day is Real American because I, I mean, it's got, it's patriotic. Yes, it is. I, I stick it with, I stick it up there with, you know, not only the Star Spangled Banner, but I stick it up there with God Bless uh, the USA, USA by Lee Greenwood. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> you know, Jason, number one. All right, my number one. Uh, this one's already been brought up as well. And this <laughs> is uh, The Ultimate Warrior, Unstable. Nice. You know, I, I talked about how I was a big heel person. The only real baby face that I loved growing up. Uh, as a kid, was the Ultimate Warrior, and he was my favorite wrestler for years. My and this is my favorite theme for my favorite wrestler, and it's perfect. And as we talked about before, it just fits that character, that that guitar riff, and him just sprinting to the ring, shaking the ropes, and everything else. And it's also associated with probably my strongest, one of my earliest and strongest wrestling memories, and that was SummerSlam '88 with the Honky Tonk Man, the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. And, you know, he had uh, put out Brutus Beefcake. He couldn't make it. And then they were going to have a mystery opponent for Honky Tonk Man. Nobody knew who it was. He was in the ring. And then all of a sudden, Warriors music hits. And it's like, boom. And then Warrior sprints off, beats him in like 20 seconds. The crowd goes freaking nuts. And I was hooked from that point. I'm like, 
I love this guy. This yeah. is my new number one wrestler. And I was a huge Warrior fan. And, you know, sorry, Scott, but when he beat Hogan at WrestleMania 6, I was on my feet cheering. I thought it was great. It, yeah. It... <laughs> you know, to, to talk about that, though, is as a Hulkamaniac, it was hard not being a Warrior either because yeah. they both embodied that, you know, good guy fight. And when he, again, when he beat Hogan, I was not sad. I was actually happy for him because, you know, Hogan had it for so long yeah. that I, it was time for someone else to have it, you know? And so for me, I wasn't, you know, it's, it, it's not one of those things where like when, you know, we'll, we'll throw a little NFL into this, like when the, in the nineties, when the Cowboys would beat the friggin' Niners, you know, in the NFC championship game, yeah, I'd be friggin' pissed off and wanting to kill every Cowboy <laughs> person I knew, you know, where this one was like, you know, all right, you know, Hogan had it for a long time. It's time for someone new to have this. Yeah. So I was, and then like, you know, I mean, and then plus they had a great match. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, still Warriors best match. Like, bro, yeah. Ever wrestled by far. Right. I mean, he had a, he had a couple of decent ones with Rick Rude too, but I mean, the one with Hogan was by far his best performance. And yes. Yeah. It was. And, and again, that, that theme, that guitar riff and everything else flawless in my book. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect wrestling entrance. Just. I mean, that's exactly what. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's that crunch. It's not that you know. It's not that clean guitar riff. It was that '80s crunch crunch from heavy metal that was going on in the '80s. And that again, that's where a lot of these theme songs. You know, you were talking. We were talking earlier, even like DX. You know, I heard people say, "Well, gosh, that sounded like Rage Against the Machine." You know, like okay, I didn't know who Rage Against the Machine was because I wasn't quite listening to the you know 90s kind of came around and the, the music a lot of the rock stuff kind of went depressing you know like, i'm <laughs> depressed enough i don't need my music to be depressing yeah <laughs> you know so i was like okay you know i think i'll go over here country for a while and i'm not saying i didn't listen to some of the 90s stuff i did listen to like manson i did listen to um uh collective soul i did listen to nirvana you know before kurt died and uh-huh. was never got into i couldn't get into pearl jam that was one band I just, I don't know. I was like, I like Nirvana. I didn't like Pearl Jam, but I liked Alice in Chains. So, <laughs> you know, it was kind of crazy. But, yeah. Kim. <laughs> My number one is actually Shawn Michaels' theme song, Sexy Boy. Nice. <laughs> so. Okay, now here's the question. Do you like the one where he sang it or the one where Sherry sang it? I actually like the one where he sang it. Okay. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's a, a great theme, and again, fits the character perfectly. Oh, I yeah. remember when he first, you know, had that heel turn and everything else. Again, I loved heels, and when he threw Marty Jannetty's face through that window, I was I was oh, hooked yeah. on Shawn Michaels forever. But you know, he had Sensational Sherry as his manager, and she sang the original version right. of that theme song. That I liked it better, but I mean, you know, I know most people now gravitate towards the one that he sings because he still uses it today. Right. Yeah. Right. right. And. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is, is the fact that he sang that, he sings that one. Yeah. You know, it's like, holy crap, you know, who would have known? You know, when you find out some of these guys do their own music, it's like, you know, do do sing their own song. You're like, well, I didn't know. Yeah. But, you know, and yeah, Shawn Michaels, yeah, that definitely, you know, yeah. HBK, yep. I mean, oh, uh, yeah. started out with the Rockers, and then like Jason was uh-huh. saying, when he threw... Marty Janae's head through that window was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Get rid of that punk. Yeah. And then 
I mean, some of this, some of the crap that he, you know, his soul stuff. Uh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The match between him and Razor, oh. the ladder match at uh, WrestleMania something. I don't remember which one it was, but for the Intercontinental title, because they, they had two Intercontinental titles because Sean got hurt, took the title with him. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. they made a new one. And then when he came back, there's two titles. So they had this ladder match before, you know, very first ever ladder match in the WWF. And now we the ladder match. You know, yeah, then you go into the attitude era of ladder matches. You think of uh, Deli Boys, Edge and Christian, and Hardy Boys. Yeah. yeah. They, and now, now it's like ladders, tables, chairs, chains, right. bombs, you know, yeah. <laughs> everything yeah. else. But yeah, that was that was the original. And yeah, uh, Shawn Michaels just, again, the, the perfect fit for that character, that whole sexy boy thing. Obviously, he was going the heartbreak kid, yep. you know, yeah. he was kind of like the, the ladies man and everything else. So yeah, it, it fit him perfectly. Well, yeah. It, and, yeah. you know, it, it starts off, I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. It's like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And, and that was so Shawn Michaels. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was so Shawn Michaels after he, you know, even after he when he became a solo, it was his arrogant attitude. And that, oh, song, yeah. you know, like it starts off, you know, like Jason said, you know, I know I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. And like, yeah. mother. <laughs> yeah. No. But, yeah. but again, I, I like that kind of arrogance in my characters. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's, oh, yeah. I, I mean, fine with that. And interesting that arrogance was actually late 80s and it was almost 10 years too early yeah oh because, yeah i mean i know like for me like my 90s the early 90s i stopped watching wrestling yeah i would watch here and there but it was the wf became so cartoonish it, it's kind of ironic because that's exactly why when you hear from like bishop they talk about well we just want to be cartoonish yeah and that's why we kind of did started with this stuff when we got scott scott hall in and got kevin nash in that's why we did this outsiders and went with the NWO. Oh yeah. And then WWE, you know, did the same friggin' thing. You know, you got and I, I know a lot of people don't like him and think he didn't do nothing for wrestling, but they can kiss my ass because Vince Russo, you know, he did one episode where he was at Big Benham and said, Why does this show suck, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it did. Yeah. No, it does. It does. Yeah. Why are we so cartoony? And then, you know, and I'm sure. McMahon had to, I'm sure Vince had to bounce. We know everything has to be bounced off Vince anyways, Vince McMahon. So, but they come up with, you know, some of this stuff with The Rock and, and Stone Cold. And, you know, I mean, what, what put Stone Cold over was when he won that Survivor Series. Well, not Survivor Series. It was a Survivor Series. No, King of the Ring. King of the Ring. King of the Ring. Yeah. Ring. Where you had Jake the Snake out there talking about John 316 and then Austin's like, Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Yeah. Next to our raw, everybody hold aside 316. Austin yeah. 316. Yeah. He was you know, a made man at that point. Oh, he was. But, and then, this is only 10. But then, you got, I mean, I can name off like, Mankind, Do Love, Cactus yeah. Jack. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I had to, like, if you look, I don't know if you can see this, but this is my original sketch. Like all these <laughs> things, I'm like, geez. like I'm like, okay, let me write down everyone that like really sticks out. And I'm like, I came up with thirty right from the top of my head. You know, right. some other ones that didn't make the list that I I'm, I wish they could have was uh, Bray Wyatt's original theme when he came yeah. over the uh, the Fireflies. Um, you know, Booker T's theme was actually pretty good. That was one of the few WCW themes that carried over well. Psycho Sid, I don't know if you remember his yeah. theme. With the, yeah. with start off with the Psycho. Um, 
AJ Styles. I, I really like his theme. Roddy Piper and the Bagpipes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember Hercules and his theme song. It was a very like like Roman gladiator kind of sounding theme. Right. The Evil Doink. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Finn Balor, uh, Vince McMahon's No Chance in Hell. I mean, I, there were well, so many good and, ones. And, and that one there started out with Shane. No Chance in Hell started out with Shane. Oh, when did they, it? When, yeah, when they had the corporation. Oh, I don't and remember. Then, that. Yeah, and then when Vince became the higher power, all of a sudden he pulled. They pulled that song. And it became Vince's song, and then eventually Shane comes out with the money, money, money. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that one, I, I looked at. I went like, okay, well, that Shane's got to be on my list. But then yeah. Like, but then so with Stephanie's current one, have to yeah. be on the list. Oh yeah. Because that one's just as good. And uh, the Shield. Current rest, you know, current yes. stuff, the shield, yep. you know, yeah. Sierra Hotel, uh, Echo, Echo. Yeah. you know, Indigo. I can't remember how all those now, but you know, <laughs> and then they would come walking through the crowd, you know, it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you know. And another one I was thinking of on mine for mine was Gangrel with the Brood. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, they were good too, you know, or even Edge and Christian or yeah. Edge's radar superstar. Yeah, I mean, there are so many to go with that oh yeah it yeah. is hard the uh i was gonna put kane's original theme on here but you know i already had undertaker i already had right. us, very similar type theme so i'm like all right kane's gonna have to get the boot but like his original theme think right. about that one especially like when he debuted when oh, he came out for the first time ripped that cage oh. door off beat down undertaker yeah. i was like oh this is amazing exactly yeah, yeah. And, and again that's you know it, it's had different you know just like undertakers it's had different variations but it's always started out with that organ. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know, just like Undertaker, besides when he was doing the American Badass type stuff, it's always started off with the gong. Yeah. You know, regardless of what they do, it's got a certain beginning that it always starts with. And they're very memorable. And, yeah, I mean, again, you know, like me, I don't even have, I don't even have NWO on mine. And I really thought for sure it'd be on my list because, again, yeah. it – it was there. It was yeah. it was what started this whole era uh, that became a great era for wrestling. Yep. Unfortunately, you know, whatever happened with the stuff that happened with WCW happened. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, yes. one, and and I know Bischoff even talks about it now, is yeah, they created way too many NWO people. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was like one minute you were watching it, you had five guys, the next thing you know, sir, you know, and if you, and if you weren't watching regularly, you come back in six months later and there's all some 25 guys like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like every week a new person would join the NWO. So, yeah. I mean, and then you know, going to I don't remember the song, but I know Steam's pro character. Oh yeah, had some great friggin' yeah. music too. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, I mean, there there's so many to name. I mean, there is. throughout, especially since theme songs came in, you know, came in the eighties because I mean, I remember you know where yeah, only only a only your main eventers, a few top guys, a few yeah. top people had interest music, and now, and then today, everybody's got music. I mean, and then, oh, yeah. you know, like Jason was talking about earlier, you know, we, we used a couple that have, weren't just originals, but think of an, another non-original that's being used is Daniel Bryan with the flight of the, the yeah. Ickery, you know? Yeah. And, you know, as soon as that hits, you're like, you know who it is. Oh, yeah. And then the crowd's, you know, and of course, the whole yes, 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 yes stuff, thing. Yeah. You know, yep. and but yeah, I mean, there's so many different theme songs out there, and then none of us. I mean, I don't know what ECW used, but you know, if you even look at like ECW guys when they came over, 
Taz. Yeah. You know, he had that little heartbeat bump, bump, and that, that beat started hitting. And then, mm-hmm. dun, 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 like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? But yeah, I mean, there's. Yeah, you, you like something like that. You get the same thing with like Finn Balor and his right. uh, demon entrance, you know, oh, yeah. very similar, you know, it's, yeah. it's like the slow build into uh, into that guitar. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. it's and, and, you know, I guess the main point is just they've done so many good themes over the years. It's just yeah. a lot of original music that really kind of sticks out, to, especially to us fans. Yeah, um, just so much. And again, not nearly enough time to get through all these. Oh, exactly. I mean. And heck, if you want to really get really crazy, think about the fact that Double J, when he yeah, my, uh, oh yeah, when he first you know he had the roadie who was the road dog who actually sang the country song. Mm-hmm. You know? well, we didn't know that then, but you know, and then again, New Age Outlaws. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, da, yeah. da, da, da. Your yeah. ass better call somebody. You know. Again, I remember that stuff. You know, and it's like. There's just so many that do. You could be here for you could. the length of a friggin' pay per view. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. could talking about all of the different theme songs that went you know, with the different wrestlers. Then, you, then you're not even talking about the actual songs we used for Raw. No songs used for SmackDown. You know, for Heat. Yeah. For Velocity, I'm trying to remember them all now. Yeah. Live Wire. You know, and there's been so many different shows over time, and they and Raw's themes have changed over the years too, but. You know, those first ones were really cool. And because they, or when they changed over to the war zone. Oh, yeah. You know, because one time we were, we had Raw. Uh-huh. Raw, Raw is war, I think. And then war zone. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, so, yeah, I mean, there's so much you could choose from. I mean, we, we just stuck with the wrestling themes for the wrestlers' entrances, where if we would, you know, gone straight music, oh my gosh, you'd be here forever. Yeah, you yeah. would. Because and then and then you start bringing in you know guys who use or even sometimes when they got the real artists to use songs for pay per views, you know because there's some been really good ones over the years that we're in. I can't I'm not none of them popping off my head right now, but I know they used. Uh, oh gosh, I just went blank. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure Motorhead did a live version of one yeah. of Triple H's entrances. They, they did. They? Yeah. Uh, the band that did the DX theme, I know they did a live performance at a pay-per-view once um, for their theme. So, yeah, they've, they've done a lot of those over the years. Yeah, And, and yeah, Snoop Dogg's come out for Sasha Banks, right. sung for her on her entrances. And then, and, then, and then speaking of, like, with Motorhead, I mean, I didn't even, use, I didn't even put in line, in line in the Sand, which was for Evolution. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and there, like I said, I mean, again, those three, I thought they were going to be in my list. Yeah. And as he kept going, I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll have Keenan Keens in there because I actually like that one better than I do the game. But I'm like, but it started with the game. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. It's like, ah, you know, and it's like, you know, like, you know, like you were, you were texting me earlier, you know, like, I'm getting this narrowed. I got this narrowed down, but now I'm just trying to order it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I finally broke it to my top 10, but then I'm like, all right, now I have to figure out what position each right. one should be in. And it was tough. And like I said, I could, re-engage with this list every day for the next two months and it'll be different oh, yeah. every single day you know i'll move some up and down and right yeah it's good right but exactly there's just so many good themes out there there is and, and the good thing about this is you know what even people that disagree with them hey you know what that's the great thing is because this is our opinion yeah, yeah it is you no know? yep you have your everybody has their own opinion because your top 10 songs are based regardless if, if it's interest music's 
regardless of his regular music, your top 10 songs will always be stuff that resonated with you. Yeah. Yep. You know, and it's going to be, and most of the time your number one will be something that just grabbed you. Yes. And, that, and just, you know, you, you feel it, you breathe it, and you want to live it. Yes. In a way, you know, so, but I think this was a lot of fun. Oh, I, yeah, no, I, I agree. Just, I, I just, me and Kim were talking last night. It was kind of funny. You'll hear because this is going to be, this is episode 68 of the podcast. And it was like episode two or overview. No, episode one or two, where I said, Yeah, I'm going to have Jason and Dave on my podcast. Yeah, I know. We've been <laughs> talking about it since you started. And, right. Uh, yeah, and there's still some albums I'd love to talk about one of these oh, yeah. days. Yeah. Like we, right. we talked about Beach Boys. Like there are a ton of albums I'd love right. to to dive into. Right. So. I mean, and and then you know and then I probably did message you and like you did on your you're on your so like well I know we talked about it months ago which is true because we talked about doing this the Beach Boys Pet Sounds album yeah. um, which is really gonna be great for us because we I I don't know about her I've never listened to it I've never heard the whole album I have really, really. really. Oh, so wow. that would be a good thing for me is I'll get to really experience the full album yeah for yeah. the first time I mean I know there's a few songs on there I've heard over the years but oh yeah you'll recognize some of them for sure right but. You know, and then we also talked about doing the top ten, uh, uh, top ten, uh, Sir Mix a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and again, because you know, I, it, something happened in uh, the Star Wars sidebar cantina, and somebody put up something about Sir Mix a lot, and then Jason puts up something, and I'm like, yeah, freaking Sir Mix a lot, freaking cool, man. Yeah. Well, you I know? think it was it was some sort of a meme about one hit wonders and stuff oh, like yeah, that. That's what and you know sir mix a lot had nothing to do with like the main point like it was right. trying to drive a certain point home which i don't really remember but he was like one of the things in the corner and i'm like how dare you sir mix a lot right. was not a one-hit wonder no. he had several albums that were successful long before baby got back right so exactly you know and even after that i mean crud, i mean i mean i know jump on did become a number one song but it was a huge dance hit yeah you know and that was off the return to thump of source but anyways yeah, that's, so I mean, yeah, I mean, we've been trying to get these things worked out, and then, you know, I mean, and again, you're you got your you got military service that you're still in, but by the way, thank you for service. I just said it. Beginning, should have said that at the beginning of the show. I forgot to. <laughs> uh, but you know, trying to work things out, and you know, we, we're all busy. You yeah, know? Oh, wow. you're you're on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, life happens. You know, you know it's... life happens, and you know, and you know, we're. The great thing is that we're as as time has gone on with your guys' show is we're besides Star Wars, we're finding we got a lot more interest in the same things. Oh yeah. You know, we got besides Star Wars, you've got the 49ers. You know, me and Jason mm-hmm. definitely 49ers yes. fans, you know. And right. you know, and the funny part is we're both married to Patriot fans. <laughs> Oh, really? Yes, I am a Patriot <laughs> fan. Funny. Oh, I will have to mention that to Kristen. That's great. Which, yeah, which, and we've been hoping we've been hoping for years that we were going to get a Patriots 49ers Super Bowl, and it's I, looking like it's a possibility again this year. So, yes. yeah, yeah I mean, you know, and yeah, so you know, it was like everybody's like, "Oh, I bet you're after when they lost to, to, to the Ravens, I bet you're just disgusted." I'm like, "Not really." Like, why are you not pissed off about? It? Like, because I knew one day we were going to finally lose the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we won five straight. Who can say that? We're yeah. not five straight, five, five, five times to the Super Bowl, we won all five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. I knew that and, day was coming. 
And unfortunately, like I, I came out of it thinking, okay, it's fine. We have a good foundation. We have a good coach, good quarterback, good running game, good defense. We'll be good for the next several years. And then everything just went to crap the next year. And it was like, what the hell happened? (laughs) What, what, what happened was, is two things happened. One, they tried to make Kaepernick a uh, passing quarterback. Right. They tried to keep him in the backfield, which, you know what, let him be Lamar Jackson. Let him be, you know, the Cam Newton. Let him be these guys. Because eventually when he gets older and can't run, he will become that pocket yeah. passer. But let him do what he does best. I mean, that's why he came out of Nevada. That's why they picked him. It was because he was a dual run. He was a dual quarterback. Yeah. You know, he could throw the ball, but he could also run like crazy. Mm-hmm. And he did that first season where oh, they, know, just, they dominated. Oh. Yeah, but the only, uh, the only thing I think the only thing I'll say we did wrong in that Super Bowl, and it's nothing against Colin, is the fact that we had Alex Smith on the bench, and we should have really still kept that dual quarterback thing going, mm-hmm. where you had Alex one way, you had Kaepernick another, and you could and it could have worked out. I think, I think if they would have brought Alex in, you know, had Alex still running the game before getting to the Super Bowl. And bringing Kaepernick in like they were in the beginning of the season, I think we would have. I don't think the Ravens would have been ready for it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, but what can you do at this point, right? Right, exactly. I mean, we're, we're, it's all hypothetical anyway. This is all you know, hindsight. And yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's always great to see guys like you know Ray Lewis, Jerome Bettis, and them win their final game mm-hmm. of their career yeah. in a Super Bowl. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I still would have rather seen the 49ers win that one. But, I know. Yeah, I know. But you know, but we, we got a good foundation again. So hopefully they can yep. keep this together for the next several seasons. And uh, yes. it, it's a good yeah. time to be a Niners fan. I'll just say that. It is. It is. It is. The defense is doing really well. I mean, we kind of stunk up the show against uh, the Cardinals a little bit, but I think the defense needed that. They needed a wake up call. Yeah. And they got the wake up call. Now they got another tough match this Monday night. Right against the Seahawks. And unfortunately, by the time this airs, they'll we'll, we'll know who won this game. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll either be really sad or really happy. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I definitely don't want to become the Patriots and try to go in eighteen and zero, and then losing the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I would be more disgusted than that because, yeah, I was kind of bummed when that happened because I was kind of actually rooting for the Patriots that year. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, whenever the 49ers aren't doing well, then I'm like an adopted right. Patriots fan. Right. And, but, yeah, that's sometimes it's hard for me, though. Sometimes I stick with the NFC. You know, even, even like, even when back in the day when it was just Rams, Vikings, and Saints, or Vikings, Falcons, and Saints in our division with us, if they made it to the playoffs and moved on, I was rooting for them. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's kind of like I am with college football is, you know, if, if because my team Nevada is in the Mountain West, but if Boise State gets into one of the bigger bowl games, I'm always rooting for Boise. Oh yeah, you know, and this is because one, it brings money to the conference, it gives the conference a look, you know, and boy, they had a rough game last night too. Ooh. Did they? I didn't oh, yeah. uh, watch it or follow what happened. Well, we I mean we got home late from the we got home from the races and then we realized the game was still on and like. Oh, let's watch this, and that's when I saw Boise score and got the pictures of uh, Bronco Fett and uh, his brother Orange Jacket. I put Orange Jacket man on the thing, man on the on the post and all things Star Wars, but it was supposed to be Orange Jacket guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> but 
Yeah, it's because we're all in that fantasy football stuff going on. Yep. But yeah. Oh my gosh. So this, this was fun. Jason. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. I'm glad we finally got to make this happen. You know, like oh, yeah, I said, we've been talking about it since your first episode. So I'm, I know, glad, right? uh, I'm glad I finally got on here. And uh, right. hopefully this is the, the first of many appearances. Um, oh, yeah. there's, I, you know, I love music. I, I, I grew up just like being an absolute fan of a lot of different kinds of music. And I could talk about a whole slew of different things. So, you know, whenever we can make it work, I'll uh, I'll always come back. And all right. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is you know we just you know get it get things like we did you know get it worked out and then we'll go from there. You know, I mean for us especially for I mean the great thing is is she's a Star Wars fan. Yes, so that's the great thing about her watching even watching the podcast with your guys' live show on YouTube is the fact that she's a Star Wars fan. Yes, she'll be listening to you guys and she'll she'll be saying stuff to me. I'm like, well, put it in the chat. No, (laughs) and but. You know, and the reason why we recorded this early, earlier than the, you know, closer to the week of that week, like we normally like to record, is because we got so much stuff coming up with Star Wars. Oh yeah, I mean, it, we've got yes. overload coming up. Yes, we mm-hmm. do. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm still the, halfway through the uh, through the Resistance book right now. <laughs> like I have to finish that before tomorrow, which is, oh god, <laughs> timeline's going to be cutting pretty close. But then we've got the Mandalorian in two days. And, it's it's just snowballing at this point. Right. We'll get the Mandalorian in two days. And then unfortunately, I if you remember this, I back earlier in the year, I got rid of my PlayStation. No. <laughs> right? I got I got rid of my Sony PlayStation 4. Yeah. A few months ago, or about a month ago, I'm like, I I keep watching these trailers for the new Star Wars game. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, I want this game. So I was like, all right, let's go see if we can find. So we went over to the pawn shop, found a cheap PS4 Pro. Yeah, yeah, one TV. So now we have that back, and nice. I've already pre and already pre-ordered the game. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so I'm I think you have to at this point. Oh yeah, exactly. So I mean, we got you know, like you said, Mandalorian come up on Disney Plus. Plus, we got the game. Yeah. Then, and then we got. Well, then we have four more episodes of the Mandalorian before right. the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Right. And oh, I, yeah. Like you were saying on one of your guys' recent episodes, they should have really broke that up. You know, eight episodes, yeah. they should force it into next year, go the first four, and then give everyone a break going yeah. into la- the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. You know, give us that little breather to find out what the heck's going to happen. Yeah. I you mean, know, I'm, unless they've got something, some weird crossover plan between the two, I don't foresee that happening, but because they take place in different timelines. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't have like given us like maybe four episodes right. before Rise of Skywalker and right. then give us the rest of the season afterwards. Like take a couple of breaks in between. Let us kind of space out the Star Wars. Right, exactly. Yes. But yeah, exactly. this this is the winter of Star Wars, no matter what. So it, it is, is. going to be is. great. It is. And like, like you guys said on your show, you know, it's, it is definitely going to be overload of Star Wars. And then it's going to go really quiet. But I think we're going to need that quietness because... I think we're going to be so overloaded with everything right now that we're going to have to digest it all yeah. and probably have to watch things a few times over. And once the Blu-ray comes out or DVD Blu-ray come out of Rise of Skywalker, sit there and watch it. You grasp more than what you can, can at the theater. I mean, you can grab so much in the theater. Because I remember just to go off real quick, it goes into another stage break is I, when I saw episode two, I did not see the Death, Death Star. 
the big picture of the Death Star. Because uh, I was too busy, I was too busy reading the friggin' commentary no, the first time I saw it. Yeah. So the the, the uh, translation text. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, the bug people. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was too busy reading that, and uh, my wife, my wife at that time, uh, rest in peace. But she pointed out afterwards, and like, well, didn't you see the bigger one? I'm like, no, I saw the little one when it came down in his palm. So we went back and watched it. We went back to the theater to watch it again. Oh, okay, I'm not watching. Oh, wow. Okay. But then it, that was kind of funny. Episode one, I saw three times. Episode two, I saw twice. Return of the Sith, saw once. <clears throat> and that's pretty much the way I do it now because I can only get so much at a theater. I mean, problem is I do have a, I got an eye that's over here. So I, I have to kind of like this or sit mm-hmm. way back. So I'll catch as much as I can the first time I see it, which unfortunately we won't see. We'll be definitely blackout social media until after Saturday because we're taking we're taking my mom and dad. Oh, okay. So you're not seeing it opening night. You're seeing it later right. on the weekend. Right. Oof, man, that's gonna be rough. Yeah. Don't uh, look at anything. Don't even turn on your computer then, because well, oh, probably take up my phone too. So yeah. You know, Actually, it's really not that big of a deal because I always take people's opinions as an opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, even when you, you know, even hearing you guys, you know, I mean, we got sick over uh, last or yeah, it was last Jedi. Last Jedi. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and hearing you guys talk about it and stuff like, wow, oh, okay, well, I'm happy we, you know, maybe I'm happy we didn't see it. Then we got the Blu-ray on it. And it was like, you know, because now we lowered our expectations, mm-hmm. you know, which was good. <laughs> Which was and the main like, lesson to take away from all of that. Yeah. Right, right. And it was like, well, it's not that bad. Besides, every time I would get to that one point, I'd be like, no, we don't need Mary Poppins Leia. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't. <laughs> no. You know, but, you know, and, but, and then, then, like, I know you guys bring, bring it up every so often, too, or you brought it up, you know, that the directors, the guys from Game of Thrones now are not doing a Star Wars. Yeah. Again, I've not seen Game of Thrones, so but unlike Dave, <laughs> where I'm like, well, I don't care if they're not doing Star Wars. I mean, it kind of sucks because I was kind of hoping that was the trilogy coming up. Yeah. Now, obviously, it's going to have to be more likely Ryan Johnson, which got me scared. But anyway, even so, like, I don't think they're going to be able to stick to that timeline, that original timeline they had for yeah. what was it, 22, I think, December yeah, 22, like when they were released. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but anyway, that's anyways, a story for another time. <laughs> it's a story for your guys' podcast. And we'll, this time we'll let you go ahead and give your uh, show some plugs. And oh. all my listeners, those who do not listen to all things Star Wars, please go and listen to it because it is the adult version of Star Wars. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you, Scott. And yeah, like you said, uh, Dave and I do all things Star Wars. We call it the greatest Star Wars podcast in the galaxy. Uh, we have a lot of fun with it. We choose one topic a week, be it something current or, you know, reach back into either an old novel or an old game or something like that. We talk about it. And it's uh, adult content for sure. So if you have sensitive ears, uh, you, you best not tune in because, yeah, we, uh, we throw out every word in the book and then some that you may have never heard of. So, but yeah, uh, and you can catch us on social media, either on Instagram at uh, all things Star Wars pod, all one word, or the best way to get a hold of us is in the private Facebook group. Just search all things Star Wars sidebar cantina, request to join that group. And then that's the easiest way to get a hold of us. But yeah, check it out. We're on everywhere you can find your podcasts, just like used and abused. Right. You guys just uh, joined the Podbelly Network. 
Correct. Yeah, we are on Podbelly. You can check out podbelly.com. It's a conglomeration of a bunch of different podcasts. It was created by a good friend of mine from my hometown. His name is Brent from the Sofa King podcast. And uh, I still need to poke him about getting you guys on there, too. So okay. <laughs> I haven't talked to him in a few weeks, so I'll uh, I'll definitely put that bug in his ear next time I talk to him, though. OK, right on. And yeah, again, I cannot push this podcast enough because. I love listening to this to all things Star Wars. And it's just kind of like the used and abused one. It is if you go back to listen to the first few episodes, you're like, okay, you know, and you go and you start listening, and you hear the gradual changes in everything and how everybody changes. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I think some of the best some of the best ones are, you know, even though it's a it's a Star Wars topic, you know, you got when Dave gets on his rants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, the classic Dave rants, yes. Right? I mean, I still think there could be, if he could have enough rants every day, I'm sure he we could we could make a weekly podcast of his rants. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's something else. You know, he's a, he's a Philly guy. You know, he's right. got that Philly attitude. So, and he brings that to the show and it's so entertaining. And yeah, every, everybody loves the, a good Dave rant. And, oh, yeah. Oh man, I got to find out which episode the cyclist was because that's that oh, was one of his. Gosh, right? That was probably his his most classic Dave rant was the yeah. uh, the cyclist. So yeah, we'll have to uh, reach back and find that. But yeah, you can get all of that on the All Things Star Wars podcast. So check it out. Exactly. And again, want to thank you, Jason, for coming on our show. Oh, yeah. it's been like we just said, it's been worked on, talked about for a year and uh, over a year actually. Because I mean, we're yeah over a year about a year and a half now yeah and you know it a lot of it was just you know a lot of things going everybody's had things going on and you know we just had to time everything right and luckily we got we got this one and i if you guys tune into the survivor series on november 24th i uh, hope you enjoy it i know i won't be i'm not gonna be watching it i do know that one of the matches is brock lesnar champion versus ray mysterio oh that's gonna be an interesting one considering how short ray mysterio is yeah i'm, I'm curious where they're going with this but they're really they're building it up to yeah to make it seem pretty important so yeah, yeah. i'll be curious what they, what they do with it right uh, exactly yeah but i'm kind of like you scott i won't be tuning in i i do like to resub every time around the royal rumble that's my favorite match type nice. in, in wrestling but uh yeah for the most part i don't really follow the current product too much these days it's just yeah. like clips on youtube and a couple of news websites that i look at that's right. about it yeah, yeah i mean it, and like i said i've only been recent i mean i started recording AEW just to kind of check it out mm-hmm. to see kind of i mean they're, they're definitely gone a little bit attitude-ish with their, I mean, crud, I mean, I, and heck, I'll put the little warning on this podcast real quick. But, I mean, they call uh, one of their characters the ba- a bastard on mm-hmm. air. Um, you have heard the word dick, prick, on air. I'm like, right. even, even Tony Schiavone saying those words. I'm like, hello. Okay. <laughs> and this is on TNT. Which is kind of ironic because that's where WCW used to be, Monday Nitro. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that. It has been a great show. I enjoyed it. I hope everyone out there enjoyed it. I enjoyed having Jason on the show. Uh, enjoyed hearing his top 10, hearing Kim's top 10. And again, we, yeah, we've got at least two more work in the works with Jason. Uh, and one will probably be adding his cohort and, and partner in crime. Yeah. 
I got a spot right spot right next to me for him, so yep. he can join us as well. Yep, and that would definitely be a would probably be a fun episode too. And other than that, uh, yeah. Again, Jason, I want to thank you for joining and coming on the show today. Right, well, thank uh, thank you, guys. you, giving us t- giving us a little bit of your time today. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I love the topic. So when you gave me that topic idea, I'm like, I'm in. Just let me know when. <laughs> All right. All right. I mean, other than that, I yeah, it was a great show. I I never really know how to close these scenes out. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta have not, a closing statement. <laughs> well, we do have our closing statement, but that's you know after at the end of the main part part of it. But again, thank you again, Jason, for coming on. Yeah, my pleasure. And all of our fans out there, if you are not already listening to all things Star Wars, do it. Yeah, as the Emperor would say, <laughs> do it. Yes. Wow, that was a fun episode, Kim. That was. I enjoyed it. And one again, we want to thank Jason Roskam of All Things Star Wars for coming on. And if you haven't, go check out All Things Star Wars on, you can search them out on iTunes. They're also on the Podbelly Network. Again, that's www.podbelly.com. Um, you can find all the other uh, podcasts that are a part of the Podbelly Network there. And man, again, it was fun having Jason on the show. It was. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the going, you know, the com- camaraderie. One, Jason finding out that both that you're and his, you and his wife also like the Patriots, while me and him like the 49ers. So there's always that hope for that Niners Patriots Super Bowl. But with all the injuries the 49ers have right now, it's a little hard to say that. We're going to make the play. I mean, we'll probably make the playoffs, but I don't. Uh, I'm skeptical Skeptical right now. And it's probably because, you know, we uh-huh. haven't been a Super Bowl team or a decent Super Bowl team since, uh, the, you know, mid-90s. Okay. You know, last time we All went right. to the Super Bowl and won it. And, and I don't really consider that jump we had or at Super, when we went to the Super Bowl early in the 2000s. I don't really consider that a Super Bowl year. Okay. But other than that, I mean, it was great having Jason on. Um, definitely can't wait to get him back to uh, Sir Mix a lot. Yes. Top 10 there. And that'd be great with you because you never really listened to Sir Mix a lot. Yeah, that's true. You've only pretty much heard Baby Got Back. Yeah. So it'd be great for you because you'll get a chance to really listen to some rap. Uh-huh. Uh, at least that um, early, eight, late 80s, early 90s rap and uh, or hip hop. You know, yeah, and then get him back on, and also uh, with having Dave on, yeah, from all things Star Wars, doing the uh, uh, Beach yeah. Boys pet sounds, right? Beach Boys pet sound, thank you. And again, like we just stated, you know, go check out all things Star Wars, they're on YouTube, they're also on iTunes. Also, you can check out the Podbelly Network. And that is podbelly.com. I think it's podbelly network. Oh my gosh, I probably just screwed it. Oh well. I think it's podbelly.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting this stuff, aren't we? Yeah, we are. <laughs> oh, but other than that, I mean, it was fun. And I can't wait to have some other special guests on. 
Yeah. You know, well, having Rich from the band Recreate. Yes, we will. And eventually, well, before the end, before the beginning of the year, before the end of this year, we're going to have Don Solsky and Brady Lovin on. Not only to talk about a little bit of music, but also to talk about their new podcast, The Escape Pod. Yeah. So that'll be good. That would be really good. But other than that, we had fun. I had a blast having Jason on the show. How about you? I did too. And again, we want to thank Jason again for coming on the show. And we want all, if we want all of our listeners that aren't listening to all things Star Wars, go check them out, especially if you want your Star Wars a more adult-orientated versus child-friendly. Yes. All right, Kim. I don't know about you, but I think it's time to get the hell out of here. I agree. In closing, we would like to thank you all for downloading this episode. If you are a new listener and haven't subscribed, please click the subscribe button. If you subscribe, you will be notified when a new episode becomes available. Another way to help our podcast is by giving us a five-star review. It will help new listeners find this show when they are looking for a new podcast to listen to. Also, you, our listeners, can share this can share this show on your own media, social media accounts to help spread the word about this podcast. Thanks again to all our current and longtime listeners. Used and abused can be found on the following social media platforms: Twitter at Used Abused Pod, Facebook at Used Abused Pod. Tumblr, Used Abused Pod. Instagram, Used and Abused Pod. YouTube, Used and Abused Pod. And our email address, usedandabusedpod at gmail.com. Again, that and is spelled out A-N-D. As always, all social media links will be included in the description of each and every episode. So you can always click on those links as well. We can be found on the following podcast apps and directories. Anchor. iTunes. Apple Podcasts. Google Play Music. Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Overcast, Breaker, Castbox, Radio Public, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Please rate and review Use and Abuse a Music Podcast. Until next episode, have a great weekend and a great work week. Be kind to everyone and, and keep, keep the music playing. playing.